Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Kirving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Schemer A. Smith, a.k.a. <sighs> retired. I mean, it's a constant it's a constant state of retired at this point. Um, and to on the line, as always during this pandemic, is my co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. that bundled up badass. A.K.A. Sadsville. A.K.A. I'm tired. I ain't got it. A.K.A. That little baby who needs a nap. Actually, just put me in rice. I feel better. I don't know when I'm going to feel better, but let, I'm willing to try anything at this point. I'm just, I'm just fucking tired. Calvin, do you want to get into it? <clears throat> no, but yeah, right? So it's like, right. you don't... We don't want, <laughs> life would be a lot better if we did have to talk about these things, but you, it, it happens often, so frequently. So over the past week, since we last spoke to you, um, we've had multiple different issues of police brutality and, and, and just overt racism. And we'll, we'll discuss, we'll discuss right. them in chronological order. So first is Amy Cooper. Ugh. Or Central or Central Park Sydney, as we people have referred to her as. So, Amy Cooper, um, and the person, the, uh, the 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 black man in question is a uh, God. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I think it's Charles Cooper. I want to say Charles Cooper. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Amy Cooper is in Central Park with her dog, who's not on a leash. This is very important to the story. Dogs on a leash. Um, it is against Central Park policy to have your dog unleashed and walk through. Because Central Park has the tourist attraction, has birds, you know, other wildlife, other dogs. So they prefer everyone to keep their pets kind of controlled. And so Charles Cooper, um, apparently, I, I kind of did some digging. Um, mm-hmm. He, he he brings dog treats to the park, um, with and so like when for like loose dogs for dogs who are not on the leash, he brings right. dog treats for them so they kind of run away from their owner to get the dog treat. It's kind of like a hey, this wouldn't have happened if you had your dog on a leash, sort of thing. Kind of like a like a hey, like it's like it's petty. Like again, it's petty, but it's one of those things like hey, you're not following the rules or regulations here. Therefore, right. I was able to lure your dog away with a dog treat. If you had your dog on a leash, I wouldn't have been able to do that sort of thing. Right. right? So that's the context. So, again, Amy um, does, you know, is not following regulations. Dog is lured away by the dog, dog treat. And, um, and then she kind of has, a, she has a, little, a confrontation with uh, Charles. And saying, right. Charles is like, hey, you're, 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 you're not following code. You're not following regulations. You're not following the laws of the land here. That's why that's why I'm doing this. Could you just put your dog on a leash? I like 
will be straight. Like just it is what it is. Like I'm over here. Like he's a he's an avid bird watching person. So you right. like I'm just watching bird. So if you put your dog on a leash, he'll be straight, and then we ain't got to worry about nothing else. We good. Amy takes offense because you can tell who's never been told no in their life, and so. Oh, yeah. Amy takes offense and, and then, you know, kind of gets first raising her voice at Charles. And so Charles then pulls out the phone, pulls out his phone to kind of record like the interaction. Like, okay, like, because we know at this point that, you know, I need proof to even hope to get a semblance of justice, right? So as, she, as you know, he's recording. Amy, Amy's getting more and more frustrated, visibly frustrated, visibly like more intense and more angry. And then the whole time, like she's so wrapped up in kind of this confrontation with Charles that like she's like choking her dog out, like un- unknowingly. Like she's like not paying attention to the fact that like she's like suffocating her dog because she has right. the dog kind of wrapped up in a way, like in like a little, almost like a sleeper hold of sorts. Like where and when you see the video. Right. And when you look at the video, you can see her like manhandling this dog. Like you can see her just to try to prevent, to try to prevent getting betrayed or whatever. But like, she's like, really, she's not, she's not thinking about the dog. She's really super, her, all of her energy is focused on this confrontation. And so then she threatens and then I think goes through, I, I didn't watch the full video, but she threatens to call the police and, and tell them that an African-American man is threatening my life. Now, mind you, we have everything recorded. No such threat was ever close to being made. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are the, like, Amy was the aggressor in this situation. Amy Absolutely. was the, 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 you know, the, the catalyst. Amy was the one who's not following the Central Park guidelines. Like, all of this stuff, right? And so, and you hear her, and like even when she's called, her inflection changes. Like, remember how, like for example, black moms, like a black mom can just finish cussing you, clean the fuck out. Somebody call and they answer the phone. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. But it was like her inflection, like trying to like show victimhood. And with this, it was like she was like, like you know, the damsel in distress sort of thing and and you know and at this point honestly um what amy did can be considered attempted manslaughter absolutely because we have years upon years of data at this point where black people and the police equal violence and death and destruction like we like it's not like, so you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know what you're threatening when you say, I'm going to call the police and tell them a black man is threatening my life. You, like, you know what you're implying. Um, and so the update on Amy is that because it was recorded and because it was shared all throughout social media, she lost her dog. Because mind right. you, the dog, the dog was a rescue dog. So she, so she had a rescue dog. And you, you're unknowingly putting this dog is rescue dog in a chokehold and we know white people don't play about their animals so the rescue dog company saw that and was like yeah give us our dog back he don't know how to treat it so right. she lost her dog and she lost her job because you know within hours twitter found 
her LinkedIn, who she works for, and kind of was like, you know, made messages and social media posts like, yo, you outside, friend? No, I'm actually inside my house. They, I just live in the hood, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and the, but you know, we alerted her employer like, yo, one of your employees is out here like wilding. So they placed her on like suspended leave, not fired, but you know, whatever. And then I saw some people like, well, she lost her dog and her job. What else do you want? Like, nigga, I want everything. Like, I want everything. Like, I want legal I want action. The shirt like, first back, if we're being honest. But like, honestly, filing a false report is a, is is a, is, a, is a crime. I want that. Like. And I know it's not going to happen because I have zero faith in our criminal justice system, but she was trying to get that man hurt. Like, I want conspiracy to commit assault. I want conspiracy to commit murder. I want conspiracy to commit manslaughter. I want attempted manslaughter. Like, I want all of those things, if we're being honest, because that's that's what she was trying to do. Her intent was to intimidate, scare, and put that black man's life in jeopardy by calling the police and saying that that black man was threatening this white woman. We have seen it across history. From Emmett Till through the Central Park Five through Oscar Grant, like we've seen right. white women's from Brian Banks, we've seen throughout history white women's false accusations ruin, kill, destroy, and tear down black people, black men, especially especially in this case, entire livelihoods. We've seen that, like. It's not, and it's not just ancient history. We've seen it recently. Um, you know, all of it. And so, yes, I want, yes, it's nice. I want, I want her life ruined. I don't want her to be able to get a job again. I want that to be a stain on her life from now until the day she leaves this earth. I want, I want her, because again, and we'll go into why I'm so passionate about this. And when we talk about, um, George Floyd, um, is, Thing. You tried to ruin that man's life, and if and if luckily if he wasn't on if he didn't record, and honestly we could talk about how the cell phone, um, you know maybe deserves a monument right with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and W. E. Boys because the cell phone has probably done more for social justice than pretty much anybody besides those three or four black people. Exactly. Uh, I think in this for me, friend, I think the part that kills me the most is that Charles went back and said that she suffered enough. Did you see that? He, like, walked back his statement. It was, like, on Twitter or somewhere, and he said... Well, he, he, he didn't want death threats. He was, like, he was like, yeah, like, the death threats are maybe a little too much. And I understand. And, like, we have to be careful. Because, again, like, I saw a lot of people kind of, like, going through Charles's livelihood because, again, the media always starts to go through Black people's backgrounds to see if they can make them not an angel. We saw that with Trayvon. We saw that with Mike Brown. We saw that with everybody. And when they couldn't find anything, like this man is a Harvard graduate. He is like the president of like the Bird Watching Association. Like he is all of these positive qualities. And a couple things here. One, it shows that I will always fit the description no matter what my achievements are, no matter what my uh, accolades are, no matter what letters I got at the end of my name, no matter what high school, college, graduate school I went to, no matter what my... I will always fit a description. Because, again, like, looking at that man, 
he again he we're, we're told so many times well, well if you're not doing anything you won't need to be very uh, scared of the police and if you're not right. doing anything you won't get the man was minding his business and he had all the accolades of what you expect to be a quote-unquote good citizen and he still fit the description and the second thing and the more important thing when we talk on this is i shouldn't i shouldn't have to be a perfect victim for me to for you for you to show favoritism and for you to show a little bit of grace and and gratitude to me i shouldn't have to check all of those boxes to to for you to say like hey that maybe that white woman shouldn't have harassed me and and threatened to call the cops like i shouldn't have to be all of these things because nine times out of ten no one's going to meet that standard we know that 90% of the people don't meet the self-inflicted and self-inflated standard that people want to put on black people who are in these situations to be above reproach. All those standards that you try to place on the Mike Browns and the Trayvon Martins of the world don't exist nine times out of 10 in real life. Right. And, and like, like if you show, if you show me somebody who hasn't made a mistake, I'll show you someone who's not real. And so with all of that being said, it's like, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to be that. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have to be quote unquote the perfect victim for me to get justice. And she knows what she was doing because just twenty four hours later or less, we have George Floyd. And so, so this happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, shout out to. I mean, I know some people who've worked in Minnesota who are actually up in Minnesota, in Minneapolis now. Um, so. George Floyd was going down to pay a bill. What I, I forget the bill. The bill's not important. He was going down to pay a bill, and he wrote a check. And the whoever the cashier is, whoever the cashier is for, whoever you wrote the check to, did thought it might be a bad check, right? Thought it thought it might be a check that's not real, or thought it might be a check that's going to bounce, whatever. Right. Call, so they called the police, and and so the police, so so I, again. I try not to watch all of these videos because I try not to, uh, to avoid seeing black people die in real time. But so he writes, he writes the check. He get, you know, they come, the police come, you know, kind of question him, whatever. And, you know, altercation leads to him being motionless, face down on the ground in handcuffs with an officer's knee on his neck. And you can hear him. The video was like seven minutes long, and you can hear him like repeatedly saying, "Like I can't breathe. Like your your knees in my neck. Can you get your knee off my? I'm not like I'm not resisting. I can't breathe. Like it was very. It is eerily similar to the Eric Gardner situation in New York, yes. where you can clearly hear him multiple times. Like I can't breathe. Like please let like." You only have to let me up. Just don't. Just take your neck. Just take your knee off my neck. I can't breathe. And eventually, um, Mr. Floyd dies in police custody. Um, and you have there's four officers on the scene. You have one who's kind of on, on who's actively on his neck. You have another one who's kind of like playing guard, waiting for someone to run up. You have you know bystanders all begging and pleading, like you know, let the man breathe. And so the updatedness, the updated on that is, yes, the four police officers um, who were involved are fired. They were fired from the police department. Um, as of Wednesday night, no charges have been filed. 
um, the Minneapolis mayor, um, Mayor Minneapolis, is 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 suggesting charges. He wants charges, but he doesn't necessarily make that final decision. Um, and there are protests in in, in the street in Minneapolis. Um, and and the first thing I noticed is just the the, juxt- the juxtaposition of protests that we've seen in this country over the past month, couple months. Um, when we've had armed militia storm multiple state houses, including in Minneapolis, um, storm multiple state houses, armed with well, some some guy had a bazooka gun, like armed protesting, ARs. like stupid ass machine Call of Duty ass guns, um, and protesting the stay at home orders that the individual state legislatures and governors have placed in order to kind of keep people safe. And I didn't see a bit of tear gas used. I didn't see no sorts of altercations. I saw people kind of just stand there and take it and, you know, not react. I saw all of that, right? And again, I'm not even saying, but when you compare that to the, the, the protests in Minneapolis and, and all the tear gas which is used and protesters being shot with rubber bullets and we and we see that half of the prominent Ferguson activists and protesters are dead. You know, not even six, seven, eight years later. And you just see the juxtaposition. And I think that's what really hit for me right now. Mm-hmm. Is like right. you you have the privilege to protest the fact that you can't go kick it on the beach. And you can't get a haircut. You made a hashtag, we need haircuts. So it's not even about you going back to work. It's about you forcing other people, primarily black and brown people, to go back to work for you. That's what you choose to protest for. And you are afforded all of your natural-born rights according to the Constitution. Ain't no one tear-gassing you. Ain't no one shooting you with rubber bullets. And and you are literally mad that you have to stay home and watch Netflix. Compare that to the fact that we have to protest the fact that, like, someone was unjustly taken from us due to a police officer. So, we, so again, we're supposed to not be in big groups, right? We're supposed to stay at home, social distance, exactly. you know. Because, this is the part because, that again, me up. the coronavirus is still very much alive and well. And we'll talk about that a little later, how niggas have just forgot that that exists and what I think will come next. But this is important. And so we have to choose, all right, like, we we protest the fact that, like, one of your police officers killed a man, and we get met with tear gas, rubber bullets, assaults, arrests. And it's like, <laughs> the privilege conversation has never been more stark than what, it, than what it's been right now. Um, we say this all the time, and I'll let you talk. I'll let you talk, because I know I've been, I've been rambling, but... When, again, when America gets a cold, black people get the flu. So not only have black people been disproportionately affected by the coronavirus, like we are overrepresented in, 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 the, in the number of total deaths and the number of total hospitalization, infected cases, all of that. We are overrepresented compared to our population. So not only are we disproportionately affected by the actual coronavirus and getting sick, we're also disproportionately affected by the economic downturn that the coronavirus and the ensuing quarantine has done. So a lot of us 
small business owners, you know, didn't apply, didn't quite qualify or get the funds for the small business relief package. A lot of black people are the essential workers who can't afford to stay home because they are grocery store folks and they are plantation workers and they are, again, essential workers are getting overrepresented by black people. Not only that, not only are we also overrepresented in the amount of social distancing arrests that have been made around the country, as far as people who are claiming that black people are the face of social distance, not social distancing and arresting us, when you look at somewhere like the Lake of Ozarks in Missouri, yeah, that Ozarks, that Marty Bird is fictionally at in the Netflix series, Memorial Day weekend, had a huge-ass pool party. was kicking it. Nothing. You feel me? So not only are we disproportionately affected by the coronavirus and all the side effects, we still have to worry about just getting killed by racism and not doing shit. Like, in the, in the last, like, three weeks, like, seven names, um, you know, we, we have a woman in Louisville, like, you know, our rest in peace to Brianna, like, who, during a, during a no-knock raid, they get the wrong house, first of all. So they're, they're at the wrong house for this no-knock raid. So they kick down the doors, shoot and kill her eight times, and then arrest the boyfriend because he fired a shot because, again, people kicked down his house over shooting. It's just... Go ahead, friend. Go ahead. Just, 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 just say, say, say your piece. I... I'm trying to find words. Okay, not to be dramatic, but like, I think I'm silent on things like this because it hits really, really close to home. And for me, the emotional process of trying to find words, let alone energy, let alone not feeling sucked out of everything, like there are emotional side effects for this for me. I cried a couple times today. It's hard not to see yourself as these people. It's hard for me not to see myself as Brianna. I was my, she was minding her business. She was like minding we talk her about business. what, like so. My I mean, friend, real quick. We, we t- <laughs> I go ahead. I don't. I don't want my silence on the my silence on anything anything like this to seen as apathy. It's not. It's pain because. I consume it in multiple ways. Even like I see it, I have to talk to my parents, right? I see it on the news. I have to explain to my child. I have to talk about it on my platform because that's the responsible, dutiful thing to do. And to a point, it's almost like too much. And I know when I'm getting overwhelmed. But because I know that there are so many different responsibilities and, and so many ways that this affects me, I have to tap in. So I, I don't want it to, my, my silence on any of this to be seen as apathy. It's because I have to consume some of it. It's painful every time. Every time. It's, and sorry to, sorry to cut you off if I, if I did, but it's, it's, it's not only painful, it's, it's traumatic. And we talk a lot about post-traumatic stress disorder and as far as in terms of the military like you see some fucked up shit over serving your country and you come back and you gotta eat that you gotta live with that because like you gotta kind of retransition into normal life and where instead of you know 
being woken up by by fireworks. You know, you think you you think you're back over in Afghanistan or Iraq or you know somewhere. So we talk about that a lot. But um, and we have protections like we even have signs that saying like you know be careful with you know fireworks like a veteran lives here things of that nature. But a lot of times, a lot of white people like we can call it what it is. We can call it what it is this week. I don't give a fuck. A lot of white people don't only understand PTSD in that instance. Like I'm 28 years old. Um, I think and I know this has impacted me. And I, and even still, I have the, had the ability of like getting knowledge of you know from my parents, my grandparents, my OGs, my aunties, my uncles, or whatever. As far as like what this was, you know, back when they were my age and younger. And we talk about you know, and Will Smith had a quote. He's like, "Racism isn't getting worse; it's just getting recorded. It's just getting televised." Like I can only imagine right. how many instances similar to what we're going through right now were swept under the rug and swept under you know you know slid, slid through the crack because they had no recorded way of showing that that police officer's story didn't match what happened and and so i think about that and i think about like how for i'm 20 and so trade by martin was 2012 if i'm mm-hmm. if i'm if i'm if i believe yes so we are we are eight years later and and we, you could talk about how like maybe you know, we should have already been hyped more aware and have heightened awareness, but I, don't, I ain't with that this right now. So Trayvon Martin sparked a new national discussion because we realized, again, all the rhetoric they fed us of, like, if you mind your business, if, you, if, you're, good in, if you're good in school, if you stay away from most hoodlums or whatever bullshit that they tell you, you'll be fine. Trayvon Martin showed that that was a lie. <laughs> Because, because, and, and not only was that a lie, but then the media, the police, and everyone else will try to like retroactively take parts of his life to fit that model. So that was 2012. We, again, we're in 2020, and 2020 has such major faults. Absolutely. But even in, but even in a year where everyone's getting fucked up. Black people are getting fucked up worse. Like, the only time, I think the only, there was like a month, I think it was like, it was like the beginning, it was like mid-March through mid-April, we didn't have a police brutality case, or at least a publicized one, because no one was outside. Like, we opened up the country and racism went into overdrive, like it had to like play catch up, like, damn, I gotta get my numbers in. So we have, we have eight years consistently, like clockwork, of black people and we can list off the names and it'll take another hour to complete this episode being hunt down killed for not doing a crime not committing a crime like at the worst they were accused of a crime like at the worst it wasn't like there was no self-defense one like you just saw him shoot somebody and you shot him no the worst of it was like oh he he's selling loose cigarettes or, oh, he's writing a bad check, or he's selling bootleg CDs, like t- technical crimes. So we have years upon years of us dealing with that and seeing that, like, y'all don't give a fuck about us. And then when you contrast that to someone like Dylan Roof, who killed nine black people in Charleston, South Carolina, at a church, and then not only did they give this motherfucker a vest, they took him to Burger King before they took him to jail. It's like we're at the point where murderers, people who are on death row, 
get better treatment and get the better benefit of the doubt for crimes they did commit versus the crimes you thought we were committing and we didn't. That's PTSD. I think about like the people who came up, and mind you, I'm older, so I at least have enough resources to kind of like combat that to an extent. Think about the people who have come to had a their coming of age during this time frame. Like if you were 12 years old when Trayvon Martin passed away, you're 21 now, and your entire teenage formative years has you've just seen people who look like you and people who look like people who love you get gunned down with with very little justice ever. And and I hate I hate seeing black people blame themselves for this, but I understand why. Because it went, if you if you feel helpless, as a lot of us do, we're like, I don't know what the fuck to do to stop this. Because clearly, protesting doesn't work. Clearly, having people in positions of power doesn't work. We saw that in Baltimore, Freddie Gray. Clearly, like, what can we do? So you feel helpless. So you, so you start infighting because you need somebody to blame. And if you and you, if you work off the assumption that like white supremacy and racism ain't going anywhere, you kind of start looking at you like, well, what the fuck are we gonna do? So I feel for that, but I also hate how people tell people to grieve and process. Like, I hate that shit too. Like it's, it's like it's, it's okay. intrusive and it's disrespectful. It's okay to like not have the answers right now. Like people. To you know, like you know, say oh, this. All oh, this is fake. Yeah, y'all only care when, in the first hour. Then it's back, and I'm like, man, like if you have the, the blueprint on how to defeat racism and, and police murder and police brutality, please share it with the rest of the class, and we'll get started next Monday. Please share. Right. I'm all ears. We've been looking for answers. We've been begging for someone to be like, aha, I got. It. And it's like, <laughs> and. So if you have the answer, by, the end, by all means, shoot out a PowerPoint, send niggas a text message. It'll get around. But if you don't, if you're just kind of going off of your own personal ideology of what you think is right and you don't have actual proof behind it, shut, ooh, let people grieve how they want to grieve. And shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. There's be, there'll be plenty of time later for you to get on your whole tip soapbox and do what you want to do. I had to unfollow. I've unfollowed mad niggas today. I blocked mad niggas. Oh today. yeah, I'm like, they be, got ignorant. You're not gonna be here. To get, to get you're not gonna be here on my bullshit. Ignorant. Like you're not gonna yeah. be here on my bullshit. And like that's why I don't like. I don't like. Whenever a black woman says, "Oh, they not killing you niggas fast enough," immediate block because like you can you can under you can have issues with how black men are operating in the system of patriarchy. Again, we not perfect. But say you they not killing you niggas fast enough, heard you. Like you can you can understand that like just because you haven't seen people talk about Brianna doesn't mean we forgot about her, baby girl. Like we're talking about the one that just happened. Like we 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 have enough mental and cognitive capacity to, to remember both. Like this is not a this is not a competition of, of or of oppression. It's like. Say her name too. Like we remember all of them. Like this is this shit ain't simple. And one final point, and then I'll let you kind of talk and wrap up. To, to the Caucasians, to the Caucasians, who consider themselves allies of the culture, who, who date black people because you just want a mixed kid, or you just dating for the aesthetics, or you dating to piss your parents off, or you know you you you, you you're getting back at your ex. Sing, Calvin. 
or you're getting back at your ex because you know your ex pissed you off. So you, I'm gonna show them I'm gonna date a nigger. Um, or you, or, or or you're da- or you're dating them just you know because because you feel like it's gonna get you clout or get you acceptance. I need you to listen very carefully. Like, if you truly consider yourself someone who's an ally, if you truly consider yourself someone who loves black people, like I love black people, like you know I pledge a, a black fraternity or sorority. I love black people, or or I date own nothing but black women. I love black, or I date nothing but black men. I love black. I need you to listen up because it's clear at this point that the majority of white America, us as African-Americans talking to them, it goes one in one ear out with them. They're not listening to us. They don't give a fuck about us. They don't, they don't give a flying fuck. So and, and when we talk about privilege, we talk about like how men need to use their male privilege in order to have conversations when women are not allowed in the room. Correct? With when you can't get in the room, you need somebody who can get in the room and speak on your behalf. The same applies here. Like your pri- like privilege allows you to get into rooms I can't get into because right. you are the target audience. So if you're an ally, that's when you talk. Like I don't try to overtalk women when they talk about the shit women go. I, I, I try to ask questions. I try to understand. If they say some shit I don't necessarily agree with, we'll talk about that later. But I don't try to talk over because that because if I can if I wanted to consider myself an ally, I can't talk talk over the people I'm supposed to be allying for. It, it doesn't work like that. An ally right. is when and the same goes with black people here. Like you can't say yourself you can't consider yourself an ally for black people and you're over talking black people and you're trying to explain racism to black people. It's like it's explaining chocolate chip cookies to famous Amos. It's like, what are we doing? But when you get into those Thanksgiving dinners with your, with your, with your white family, when you get into them country clubs, when you, when you hear someone, you know, back when we went to the office for work, like, oh, he was no angel. If you're really an ally, that's when you talk. If, if, if you're really an ally, you, you not only do you make a post, but you leave the comments off. Like, I was looking through, and what, what really motivated this is, I was looking through, remember Love is Blind? Yes. And remember Cameron and uh, Lauren and their whole interracial relationship, and everyone was like, oh my god, goals. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So, I was looking, I was like, I wonder what they have had to say. Because, like, again, it's, it's, it's fucked up to make one person a representative example, but I'm like, everyone was championing them, like, I'm rooting for them, like, you know... Black men better watch out. If more cameras come in this thing, I don't know what I'm going to do. All types of bullshit, right? And I'm like, I wonder what they, I wonder what the, they say. Crickets from both of them. <laughs> Not only crickets, they're taking time to promote some YouTube video about a, a YouTube Cribs tour. I'm like, all right. Like, so, like I've, I've rarely seen the, the white people who say they're allies for the culture right now like, say anything. You know, I think what we need to, on your point about Love is Blind, real quick, is that we need to remember that, what's her name? Fucking Lauren. Lauren, Lauren is the black girl. Mm-hmm. She is a brand manager. She's a, that's what she does. She's a content creator. So I think we need to remember that when we talk about that particular couple, that the girl knows what the fuck she's doing. So she probably hasn't said any, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and, and, 
assume why she hasn't given a statement. But I do know that when they give their statement, it's going to be well thought out. So I don't know. I also remember I also remember during her conversation when they again their conflict was, will Lauren's grandfather accept or Lauren's dad accept this white man as their fiance, blah, 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 blah. She was talking about how she was outspoken on outspoken on black issues, this and the third, like how she was going to continue to be outspoken. So I'm like, I just want to see. Like I just like it's one of those things where like that was the first idea that came to mind. It's like, oh, you you say you love her. You say you love black people. All right, all right, nigga, let's see. Like, I mean, I'm not saying she's not going to. I'm just saying we'll see when. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man. You know, I like to give the benefit of the doubt, and I'm gonna be back here next week explaining why I'm a dumbass. Anyway, I just like I said, my it's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's that the fact that it's just extremely painful because every time I discuss it, it's it like it. Again, emotional reactions. And, you know, a bitch be scared. <laughs> I'm scared as fuck. That's that, like, that's the one thing. Like, all the, of all of the emotions that I have about it, scared. I am scared. You know what else I'm scared of, friend? What are you scared of? This second wave of the coronavirus is about to hit. And here's the reason why. And so, again, I got this info from from somebody who got his info from you know someone who's tracking our cell phone. So we can we can talk about you know whether or not this is true or not. But like, so we're talking about how the numbers are dramatically going up, and we've seen that. We've seen that in like the earliest states that have kind of never really shut down such as georgia florida and what as well as states that have really shut down a lot like Ohio, new york and and so the numbers that they get and mind you the number that they get they get through people's cell phone like tracking data so in traffic right. so we could talk about big brother and how they got all your shit another story but like so we're saying that like at the at the peak of like stay as a home season we were staying inside 70% like more compared to normal times or this time of year, right? Like, right. like really cutting down our travel, really staying inside, really not moving. So it was like a 70% decrease in movement. Now, like kind of this Memorial Day weekend and kind of last, like we're staying inside 10% more so than normal. So like we've really kind of like, been more lax with our social distancing and it shows that like um you know last friday so like for, you know last friday was like niggas first day out <laughs> like for real for real like you can tell like people just kind of said fuck and 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 so we're at we're expecting another spike so it takes it takes 12 up to 12 days to kind of figure to kind of get a confirmed case so because again you could be asymptomatic you can the incubation period is up to fourteen days, or you can have it not know it, and so you can. So it takes like a week to twelve days to kind of figure out, like, okay, do I have it? Okay, I'm feeling sick now. Let me go get tested. All of this. So when people were saying that the numbers are going down in the peak of people going outside, I got upset because it's 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 not really how the data is meant to be understood because right. 
because of the lack of testing that we have, there's always going to be a delay in the cases and what actually shows up. So, like, right. the Memorial Day actions aren't going to really be affected and aren't going to show until, like, the, the June, early June statistics because it, the delay and the lag but in you know, testing. But you know what scares me about that, for real? It's What's that? If they go get tested. Because if you think you're outside, okay, if you're outside, there's an element, there's a part of you that thinks it's actually safe. Because if you thought it was, if you still thought it was unsafe and you still bust your ass outside, you're just stupid. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a doubt, right? Assuming that you think that outside is safe, right? You're going to go outside. You're going to go parlay. You're going to do your thing. You can track COVID that's asymptomatic, right? You're not going to go get tested because you think it's safe. So the numbers that we're getting of the reporting of the spike are going to be from the people who actually get sight are going to actually have effect. Right. That number is so probably I mean, way greater than what we're even estimating right now. So again, for example, to, to prove your point, so Florida has reported about 1,700 COVID-19 deaths since the pandemic started. Um, it has reported around like 5,500 deaths due to pneumonia. Yes. Over that same time period. Now, mind you, through 2013 through 2018, Florida reported around 900 to 950 pneumonia deaths during that same time frame. So, mm-hmm. but again, the numbers, even as scary as the numbers are, they're probably not a full, accurate representation. Because you're telling me that in the five, six years before this pandemic hit, you only had like 900 pneumonia deaths over the course of these two months and now you have almost 6,000 and I'm supposed to think that's just a coincidence and it's not coronavirus related. I wasn't born at night or last night. Don't blame me. Right. And, and so when we talk about this, yes, I understand. Staying in your house forever and not going anywhere forever is a little, it's unrealistic. I understand. I get it. I, too, understand that, like, you can't just be in your house and not do shit for a year plus. I get it. But all of these governments, all of these state governments, when we talk about reopening, we talk about doing it smartly, which means right. still continue to social distance. Like, the, the further you're away from somebody, and if you guys both have masks on, the less likely you are to catch it. I looked out, I looked on my my Insta stories, my Insta lives, the Twitter. I'm like, y'all not, not only are y'all not staying your ass in the house, but you're also not social distancing and you're also not wearing masks. You really just like went, jumped head first into this shit. Like this shit's sweet. And yes, if you're 20, 30, 40 years old, you may catch it and be fine because, you know, it has a 0.1 death rate for, you know, younger age. I get it. So you may catch it and be fine. But you saying niggas are then going home and seeing your 75-year-old grandma, your 60-year-old mom beat breast cancer, your, your, your 65-year-old dad who has high blood pressure and diabetes, and are kicking in with them with no mask. They won't be fine. And it's like, and it's the selfishness of it. We, we as a country, so, so remember that fruit snack, the, the fruit snack challenge that kids, you know, kids, people were doing with their babies? 
Absolutely. Not going out in large groups on Memorial Day weekend was our adult version of the fruit snack challenge. And and niggas failed miserably. Miserably. It's like, fam, like, understand, like, we'd already, we done lost St. Patrick's Day. We done lost Cinco de Mayo. We done lost opening day. We done lost all, I get it. It sucks. I, too, as a mixing nigga, understand this shit's trash. But I am not pressed enough to be seen and share a hookah with you niggas to like risk getting the people I love and care about sick. Like it's not, it's not, seeing y'all it's in not the worth club, it to me. Seeing y'all in the it's club this weekend me. was wild. Seeing y'all and niggas. You niggas was risking your lives for Newport Ultra Lounge. Y'all niggas were you in niggas the club risk- this weekend, dog. That is You niggas wild. was risking your life for electric hookah. And, 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 for, and for not cooked all the way hot dog. We seen your stupid ass. And for, and for, and for strippers who... Never mind. <laughs> almost, almost became just, real. <laughs> and that's real the other part. I don't know if I'm mad at like the service workers because they got to make their money. Like we service workers, we got hit hard. So like we we have to make that money. But dog, I don't know. Yeah, like I can't be mad at that. But niggas don't have to go in. Like y'all have to go back because hey, and, and again, this is all. I'm not blaming no one besides the government and they're mishandling this, right? Like, the government's mishandling is the cause. Everything else is just a symptom of the root issue, right? And I'm like, I understand. Mm-hmm. If there's a demand, they're going to make you work. Like, like, I understand, like, even the shorty over in Missouri who worked, like, was exposed to, like, 150 clients out of Great Clips, and she was symptomatic, and she was sick. Like, it... Like on the on the surface, it sounds like, damn, you really wild, like you selfish motherfucker, you out here just. But it's also like in in her eyes, like, damn, I haven't worked for real for real in two and a half months. These bills haven't stopped because y'all haven't put a freeze right. on anything. So it's either I work risk risk getting sick, risking other people sick, but I make money to keep a roof over my head, or I stay home, I stay healthy, but I'm now homeless. What you want me to do? Like, so like I understand the dilemma. Like I get it. I'm more so angry with the niggas who don't need to go. You don't need to go to the club. <laughs> like you, you work remotely from home for for months at this point. You're making money. You don't need to go to the club. First and most, when we was allowed to go outside, you were even in a club like that in the first fucking place. We see your, we saw your dumbass. You was the one that was making excuses of why you couldn't come twenty minutes before we about to get to Uber and leave. And now all of a sudden you thirsty to go out in the club. All right. That shit, wow. I'm just, you know, I'm disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's what, like, y'all niggas were really, like, I don't know. I understand. We all got cap fever. Everybody's tired. Like, I understand. But... I will say this, and, 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 and we can get off of this depressing ass shit, but um, it's, it's, it's the, it's, it's the com- combination that hits me again. Like, when I have people close to me, are having to plan funerals during the quarantine and couldn't even really say goodbye to their loved ones, can't go to the funeral, have to watch a funeral on a live stream, like due to this, due to this virus, due to, due to COVID-19. And then I have people who are kicking them like it's a hoax. It, it makes me angry because I'm like, I know people who lost their lives to this shit. And you're saying that their death is fake or their death is not really coronavirus. It's, it's some other number to, so the government can scare us into 
whatever hotel third eye open bullshit you want to sell me. But real people have lost their lives. And yet you out here yes. thirsty to go out and get electric hookah. <laughs> like the privilege is wild. You know you got privilege if you have a nerve to call COVID-19 a blessing in disguise. I'm gonna put it like that. Hell yeah. Like actually this actually this pandemic and having to stay at home for two and this really was a blessing in disguise. I had the ability to like really center my mind. Fam, niggas died. Like I'm any any time a hundred Amer a hundred thousand Americans died in like two months, I'm it's not a blessing in the sky, my nigga. You may have made the best out of it, but it's not a blessing in the sky. It's you making the best out of a fucked up situation. Absolutely. It's wild. I, it's whew. friend, you ready to move on? I can't. <laughs> this is just so heavy. And I you know how I feel. Ooh, yeah, shit. what's up? And what we got? What we got? You know, I'm actually speaking of disappointment. Your girl Doja Cat. <laughs> Who's Atlanta girl? Del Rey. Ain't my girl. Ain't That's my, your girl. Listen, no, you was the one standing for. You was the one like. Okay, you, the one you know, I didn't stand. Wait a goddamn minute. I gave the bitch a compliment. I did not stand. You the one saying me. play in my pussy, her, don't play in my emotions. That was you, nigga. That wasn't me. Her Stop. album is fire. <laughs> and she hangs out and she and she's in the racial chat show her feet. So don't you you know what? I'm so goddamn hurt. Cause like damn. Damn. So so tell the so tell the people why we hurt before I start getting into these jokes. Because otherwise, I'm just going to go straight to jokes, and people may not understand why. Doja Cat a dumbass. Apparently, she was in chat rooms being anti-black as fuck, talking about, like, she's mixed and how much she hates black men because her father left her and all types of dumbass shit. And it's like... So, yeah. Yeah, so apparently, so Doja, Doja Cat. Cat... Go ahead, friend. And niggas told you... No, so a couple things. One, so, like, yeah, her father aban uh, uh, allegedly abandoned her as a child, so that kind of fostered her alleged hate for at black men. Um, and so she was in these chats. She's been in these chats for like years upon years upon years. And the chats are filled with like racist incels. So incels is basically niggas who can't get no pussy, but instead of thinking it's their fault, if they think it's society's fault, they can't get no pussy. So that's an incel. And just kind of, you know, she was. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> exactly. Like, incels, there's some. Everybody knows an incel. They just may not know an incel who's like extreme, but everybody knows that nigga who can't get no pussy, but it's never his fault why he can't get no pussy. Everybody knows one of them. Oof. And, if, and if you don't know one of them, you might be the one. <laughs> you might Anyways. be the incel, my nigga. Um, and so. So, yeah, so she, she was, was all in, in the internet. She was in these chats. She was stripping for these niggas, showing feet, pics. Just being, just kind of peeking with their racist jokes and comments, and it was it's a lot. It was a lot. It was. And she can't even. Lot. She can't even use the. She can't even use the. Oh, I was young when I did it because she was in them chats, chat rooms two week two weeks ago. Like, right. bitch, you in a you in a chat room with racist incels, and you got the number one hit on Billboard. You a wild ass. <laughs> you a, listen that that racism is in. Bedded, okay because there's no fucking way you're i promise you god i will never fumble that bag like i, I will never 
I will say this though. Black people, black men told you. We told you could from the way her wig looked. We was like, mm, something right about her. First of all, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. We're gonna back on up. We're gonna back on up. Because Wait, when, listen, she she dates okay. the dude who shot Drake in the grassy. I her, remember her Doja Cat from like So High. Shooter. Wait a minute, Calvin. I know Doja Cat from So High. And she said some bullshit then. Came out with Bitch I'm a Cow. And then, like, came back rebranding herself completely with Juicy. So, or whatever the name of that song is. It's, like, but she's been a bird. We've been saying she not for the right. Way before the wigs and shit. Like, we've been said, don't you say there's something wrong with the bitch. She just got a fat ass and she could wrap her ass off. So, I'm just saying, I niggas, niggas wasn't rolling. Niggas wasn't rolling from the beginning. <laughs> She's not even gonna get canceled for real. Like she's gonna get rubber nature. She's not gonna get canceled. So like, so when I say she gets rubber nature, here's what I mean. So when rubber yeah, nature, I'm about to ask. so so rubber nature. Remember that fight in Miami? And he got his ass yeah. whooped, and he was, and yeah. then he tried to plug and play like he got jumped, and then the video came out. And he was the one instigating. Mm-hmm. So now rubber nature is trying to like you know tweak through it. You know, still be on those positive shit like with the animals. Even the deer stopped fucking with him on the low. <laughs> but you know, still try to be on. A, we ain't seen Canelo in months. Canelo, Canelo's like, nah, nigga, you bad vibes. Can't fuck with you, cuz. Like, you out here getting, you out here getting jumped in my name, nigga. The fuck wrong with you, cuz? We don't do that over here on Bambi, nigga. Fuck out of here, um, man. So, but like, anytime Reverend Nature will try to like tweet anything, people will remind him of that time he got his ass beat. So, like, I promise you, go look. On, at Brother Nature's last tweet on Twitter. I don't care what it is. Go look at it and then check the replies. And I guarantee that the <laughs> first or second reply is somebody reminded him that he got his ass beat. He's not necessarily we also canceled, don't have to but keep doing that. We don't have to but, keep doing that. He knows my nigga. So, and, but listen, you can't go dead. You can't point to two niggas called dead man and dead man and then get a diet lemonade thrown in your face. It's just not how this works. Not how this works at all. Um, so, so don't you, so for example, so when I say brother nature, I think, I think, A, people who love Doja Cat because she was so edgy and she was so, you know, quirky on Twitter. Oh, that's over with. You ain't gonna see nothing from Doja Cat's Twitter account besides promo tweets from now on. All her tweets are gonna have like a link to it where you can stream some shit. First and foremost. Oh, absolutely. Because you saw it it took 48 hours. It took 48 hours for her to make a statement. She, and she tried to slide in on Insecure thinking we was going to be distracted. Then realized we was all bored by Molly's episode. Stupid. We'll <laughs> we was waiting for the trend to pop up from the timeline. For sure. But yeah, I, you know, a friend actually agree with you when it comes to Doja Cat. I don't even want to really speak on Lana Del Rey. Like, the only thing I'm going to say is keep Beyonce's name out your fucking mouth. Throw your That's white all. girl tantrums. <laughs> That's all the hive said. That's all the hive saw. That's literally all I saw was Beyonce. He was like, "Fuck that bitch." She mentioned like four other names. Listen, she makes school shooters slip my wrist. Music. I'm. No, Lana Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey makes music for people who unironically say, "I miss the fifties." Like, bitch, you miss racism and segregation and, and colored fountains, you racist asshole. What's wrong with you? Um, but so it's funny because, like, again, 
Lana Del Rey mentioned four of her names. And low-key, I was offended she ain't mentioned Megan. Because she mentioned, like, Nikki, Doja, Beyonce, and, like, somebody else. And, like, left out the fact that Megan Thee Stallion was right up there with her. I'm like, you sneaky bitch. <laughs> Don't dare leave my future baby and mama out of this. And then you want to talk about, like, how... How you think you're not a feminist, but there's a place in feminism for people who are soft. Like, you are, you are a feminist. You, you are the feminism. The fuck wrong with you? Feminism was made by white women. Like, we can, we can talk about it. Like, feminism did not originally have a place for black women. Like, Susan B. Anthony, one of the white feminists of all time, said, I will cut my right arm off before I allow Negroes to vote. We can talk about it. Right. Shout out to the black woman who sent me bell hooks and, and sent me all, all the literature I need to know. We can talk about it. Like, you white, white feminism is dangerous. It's scary. It's misguided. I, I really, really, I'm so glad you said it so I didn't have to, Fran. I am so glad. Because it's today's one of those days. I'm just fucking exhausted. I'm exhausted at each fucking angle. Like, Lana, Lana Del Rey makes music for niggas who go who go eat steak steak and shake like sober at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Lana Del Rey can do whatever the fuck she wants to do, except try Beyonce. Keep my queen's name out your mouth. <laughs> Shout out to Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion for getting the new number one um, with Sa- the Savage remix. Even though, even though Beyonce didn't do shit to promote that record, she just she did she not just, promote a fucking thing. Mama she was said, promoting Chloe Mama- and Hat. She didn't even she didn't even send a tweet. She just was like, I'm on the song, figure it out. No, bro. You want to know what Beyonce's promotion was? It was the okay, she sprinkled in there. <laughs> like, that's about it. That's all y'all gonna get out of her for this. <laughs> Listen, Megan has a number one record. Beyonce has another number one record. Sounds like we're very, about even. Sounds like listen, we're about the, even. Listen, the the the, 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 the beehive. You should get credit for the for number one, not Beyonce. Blue Ivy, shout to Blue Ivy and never number one for Blue Ivy. You know, best I'm manager in the hard game. During the pandemic. Since you ain't gonna just you ain't gonna just film stand your ass and not do shit during this. I hope you hope you know that, right? Right, Beyonce? Okay. She said you better hit them boom cacks. Okay. You better, you better oh get them cow boots, girl. Stop playing with me. Mm-mm. But fuck Doja Cat, fuck Lana Del Rey. Moving quite along. Man, Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> so <laughs> Jimmy Fallon is out here wilding. Probably and so tell people what the fuck he did. Yeah. So what happened was footage from a 2000 SNL skit, SNL skit that kind of got like either deleted or, you know, whatever resurfaced. And it showed Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon uh, playing Chris Rock in blackface. Oh my god. So <laughs> and mind you, so you know, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon like apologized, said like it's fucked up. I should have done it. It was in poor taste. Thanks for everybody holding me accountable. And like I understand like it's yeah Jimmy Fallon's gonna get the brunt of this, but I also wonder who co-signed that shit. Like Lauren Michaels. Nigga, do you know how NBC, that was my question? Lauren how Michaels NBC pass through and no one said I don't know boss I don't know I don't know if I would do blackface. It's like, how many hands did this pass through before niggas were just like, like, bro, what? And you're in marketing. You know exactly how many signatures it takes for this to be okay to run. 
and, and not nobody only that, it, 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 it was with, with uh, Saturday Night Live. They do practices for the, they kind of do run throughs for the entire week. So like this shit, it wasn't like a surprise thing. Like you had to practice this shit. You had to kind of like run your lines and like do this shit, and not in nowhere during the creative process. And somebody was like, "Hey, bro, let's maybe not do blackface." Throwing it out there, I don't know. Just an idea. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm angry at Jimmy Fallon because like, why would you agree to it? But I'm also mad at the motherfuckers who gave the idea because I was like, why did you? Why was this your idea? <laughs> like, yeah, dog. It's wild. even our even our American institutions like Saturday Night Live can't stop doing fuck shit to black people. You know how bull like niggas watch Saturday Night Live as a release from other forms of racism. And I imagine turning it on and you see another form of racism. Like, y'all already Man. got Keenan Thompson playing, like, 75% of all the black characters on the shit. Man. Facts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and only And only reason it's not 100% is because Keenan Thompson told niggas, like, I'm, don't, don't ask me to play a woman. If you want a black woman, hire a black woman. Don't ask me to play a woman. And that's how uh, Shorty got the job. Like, Ken, they tried to get Keenan Thompson to, like, play a black. He was like, no. I'm like, if you want a black woman to play this role, or if you want to play a black woman, hire a black woman. Don't ask me to do that shit. Suck my dick. So, all respect to Kena Thompson for that as well. Absolutely. You know, this is why we should bring back Mad TV. But <laughs> but but yeah. but then we got to bring back Aries Spears, and don't nobody want to hear that nigga. Uh, Aries Spears is kind of funny. Eh, he's, no. he's mid. I'm alone. He's mid at best. He's mid. Mary Spears was funny as fuck. Okay. Well, maybe that was just me. Speaking of funny as fuck, um, your girl Molly had her own episode with Insecure. Or maybe I, I thought you described. said speaking of funny as fuck. I thought you said speaking. But Man, that episode was trash. So garbage. Was, okay. I didn't think it was trash. I did not think it was trash. Did I need an all Molly episode? No, not particularly. But it just, I, I don't know. It didn't hit the same. And you know what else I'm starting to notice? Molly and Andrew have no chemistry. Oh, like, it, uh, like, their sex scenes. We'll, we'll talk. Oh, we'll, um, those sex scenes, both, both those sex scenes was a little garbage. And also, if you got. I'm sorry, it's because Javon Orgy is a fucking, she's a virgin. That's why yeah. it's so stiff. But I'm like, this it could is, be. no. It could be. I don't also, know. HBO got to chill with them sex scenes. Like, how dare you run two sex scenes in, a, in the middle of a quarantine where ain't no one really getting, getting fucked like that? Disrespectful. Um, no, the fact that the episode was filmed in Mexico, nigga. Read the room. Niggas can't even do niggas can't even do this shit. <laughs> you film you film half of this bitch in an airport. Niggas can't even go to airports right now. And so Bro, what? Um, but also a couple things. One, I think again, we're talking about reading the room. I don't think Insecure needed a full Molly episode because um, Molly is the villain of the season. Like, I don't know, even whether or not you planned it to be like that, Molly is the villain of the season. It's like if Doug dedicated an entire episode to Roger Clacks. Like, don't even give a fuck. We want to see that fail. We want fam, half the niggas I know was rooting for Molly to miss her flight. Like, he's like, yes. Bitch, I was rooting for Molly to miss her flight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know fuck, what this is about. Get the fuck out of here. 
don't know what about. that says about me. Listen, I, I got no beef. I got no beef with the. I have no beef with the actress who plays Molly. But fuck Molly. Fuck her. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I kind of do. Remember you have the scene beef with the actress. Was fu- Hear me out. Remember okay, the I'm scene like, where. You remember the scene where Molly was like talking to her assistant. She was frustrated because her assistant. You don't get paid to make me look dumb. Yeah, you don't get paid to make me look to make me look dumb. And I was just like, bro, that's fucked up. Because a, I've been an assistant, and I wish my boss would ever talk to me like that. We'd be in HR so goddamn quick. Hell nah. And two, I've had an assistant, and no mistakes happen. There's a way to to there's a way to reprimand your employee without being a dick. And you know what I'm saying? Like it was elitist as hell. And then so she says all that shit. You go to Twitter and she tweets something like, Oh, all the secretaries out there, assistants out there, I heard, I hope you heard that. And it made me feel like maybe this character was a little bit based on Yvonne. Like maybe. Cause what like I, I also know, think man. that sometimes, I also think during um, the shows, the actors sometimes t- tweet in character. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of like on shows that can do that. It's not like Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. You know how Jon Snow tweeting character because they didn't have Twitter back in, in right. the North. You feel me? But like sometimes the character, so I don't really try, I try to separate when it comes to film. <laughs> I try to separate. Excuse me. Bless the- you. Bless Thank you. you. Sneeze on, sneeze one more time. I'm gonna think you got corona. But um, Bruh, allergies, man. Fuck with me. But I think I try to separate. The, I, I know that like Molly isn't Yvonne and vice versa. So it's fuck Molly, but like I'm rooting for Yvonne, even though she's had some elitist tendencies her own. Like she thinks Africans are better than Black Americans, and we could talk about how problematic that is. Different different episode but yeah but so for me it's like i'm not no one was really checking for a molly episode because like a month any good episode requires a protagonist and antagonist and we required someone a good guy there was no good guys in the episode like everyone was shitty <laughs> but everyone was shitty to right. everybody even when we have like the isa lawrence arguments or the you know the two arguments like there's there's sides. Like, there's like, you team Issa, you team Lawrence, you team Issa, you team Molly, you team Issa, you team Controller, you team whatever. There was no side. Everyone's like, what? Y'all all dumb. Like, Andrew's brother kind of definitely showed how Asians, a lot of times, are just as racist as white people. <laughs> like, Absolutely. And he was, Thank you and he was, for saying that. So, because, and that's exactly what I appreciated about the episode. Because it definitely showed that the difference between black and people of color. And Asians, you were absolutely right, friend. Like, Asians Americans don't recognize, like, they don't recognize that they're also, they recognize their minority status when it's convenient. That's what I'm saying. And it's just, uh, ugh, that, ugh. Like, if we, if we want to keep it 100, Asians, Asians make them. Asians make more in America than white people do. Like, on a median income basis, Asians make more. So, like, Asians are the richest minority in, in, the, in the country. A lot of times, you know, again, they kind of pick and choose when they're a minority and when they're not, right? Like, if it's affirmative What's action... What's the last homeless I'm... Asian man you've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> I 
on the flip side, listen, you go to you go to your go to your local college campus back when we had campuses. And the ages of campus was generally the flyest motherfuckers on there. They had shit. The flyest. I saw this motherfucker with a. I saw this agent with a phone. I ain't, I don't think it came out in the states yet. It, and it motherfucker. He had like a, it looked like an iPhone sidekick. Like he had a whole touch screen, like an iPhone, and then it was like a sidekick at the same time, and like slid to open up the keyboard, and it was just like, what the fuck is this, Man, nigga? I, it, or bro, it, not it, to mention that it looked cars. like that shit like he. Fam, the the agent on Miami's campus had like I want to say it was was like either Audi or BMW and just didn't give a fuck about parking tickets and would park his car in front of his dorm every day take the ticket, eat it whatever, and would just do it the entire year just would park his car, come out get your ticket, like oh fuck it go pay it, it do it again Rinse and repeat. Like, I was like, God damn. Because you gotta understand, like, only the best of the best um, Asian, so that's Chinese, um, you know, Thai, um, Japanese, Korean, like, all of, only the best of the best get to go to America. So it's like, you gotta be, like, the top 1% type shit to go to America. It's not, it's not as, as it is with other ethnicities and other minorities where you, you go to America to try to find a way. And to make a way because you broke and you're maybe under political asylum and you just need a way out. Like going to America for, 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 for Asians a lot of the time is like getting called up from the G League to the NBA. It's like, oh, you good. Like, you good, good. We're can, we can going to go send you to America because like you wanted the best. It's like being put on the All Star team. It's just crazy. And That's because nice. of that, because of that, they have a different they have a different understanding of what like privilege is and what like racism is and what prejudice is. Because I mean, like the moment you touch down, you can you hand a nigga say your ass to kiss and you get them roses thrown at your feet nine times out of ten because you got it like that if you, in order to get over here. So it's like a lot of classism as well. Um, so I did touch on that. Side note, Issa was right. Molly fucked up that Andrew relationship, and Issa ain't have shit to do with it. <laughs> Yo, don't you and look at the fucking time. All the times have changed when Issa is right. <laughs> Bruh, mama fucking mouth dropped. Because when that epi- when when they was ending the episode at the airplane uh, at, the, at the airport, and mm-hmm. I've 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 seen that look from Andrew before. I've had that look from Andrew before. I've been Andrew before. Where you're like wrapping up like a date, maybe a weekend, and like in your head, you know this shit's over and you're not really fucking with it and she's like not really picking up on the signs but in your mm-hmm. head you're like damn this sucks with somebody last here. time I see you but man whatever. have you ever done that though yes I have yeah. absolutely done that I went on a trip with a nigga we came back and I was like I'm never talking to you again you know what's like, crazy I, I, had somebody, I had somebody fly in and by the end of the trip, I'm like, when you leave this, when you leave this airport, we are never speaking again. Yup, it's what it is, player. Like I, 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 I done told you, I done told you to drive up everything. I thought we was gonna be late. I thought we was gonna jump it. And then I get here, I'm like, uh, you, should, you gotta take on Sunday. Listen, you that's why it's now. That's why it's now. Back, back in our, in our, in our less wholesome days, we, we had a 36 hour rules. Yes, the thirty six hours. 
Like, you look, fly in Friday it, night, you got all you day leave, Saturday, you fly out Sunday morning. Listen, hours. nigga. Cause uh, after that, nigga, I'm gonna get tired of you. And I don't wanna do that. Yes. So And you plan that weekend right around your period. No bullshit. I had planned all my vocations, all my flute out right around my menstrual cycle, because I'd be damned. I had niggas, like, one of my favorite trip one time was the Baltimore, and he literally met me off the plane with shots. I wore no drawers up underneath my skirt, and I knew what time it was. We fucked that entire weekend. That's all I needed to do. That's it. 36-hour <laughs> rule, bro. And I never really, we don't even talk. He has me blocked right now. Perfect. Well, beautiful. My favorite. What did you do to deserve that? His friend flew in, but that's besides the point. That's 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 besides the point. That's One of these the days, point. Alex, you are going to do better. <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know if I will be alive that's, to see it. But you will. That's do better. not the point, though. I may not be alive to see it, but you will do better. The world may not exist. But you will do better. We may I all be zombies that. out of out of Walking Dead, but you will do better at some point. You know what? I, listen, it's behind me now. I am a better if woman. If you can't say Amen, say Ouch. <laughs> I will be. A, I am a better woman. Okay, but yeah, like the thirty-six hour rule has never failed me. You know what? I do thirty-six hour rules in my own fucking city. Oh, like, absolutely. if we really wanted to, absolutely done that. But it's like, because you know, sometimes you get caught up on a long weekend. Like, y'all end up, because one, one of my favorite weekends, actually, was we, everybody went out on Friday, and I'm getting plastered, hanging, and then I ended up going back to his house. Um, we both woke up, like, Saturday, like, came to Saturday around, like, 1 o'clock, in, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Niggas started cooking breakfast, uh, started cooking brunch. Brunch turned into dinner. Dinner turned into, like, we just hanging out again. And then the next thing I know, it's Sunday morning. Now I need to go home at this point. Like, you've done that. Like, you've had a layover. But, did, like, you, okay. but, but, did, but did you go home on Sunday morning? Yes. Right. Sunday morning, you got to go home. That's too much time. Too much time. And also, I can only do the whole let me borrow a T-shirt and some soap, you know what I'm saying, T-shirt and some socks bit until, like, I actually need to go groom myself. Like, no. Barring t-shirts cute for one day, it's not cute for like three. It's like, bitch, yeah, why no, you like, just don't think I'm homeless. Like, bitch, go home, <laughs> go fucking home. Listen, I always, I always, I'm a huge believer in allowing people to miss you. Like, I would, I would rather you miss me and you can't get in touch with me versus you get tired of me being in your presence. To the same. Like, look, I'd rather you be mad that you haven't seen me in a while and catch your attitude. Like, ah. <sighs> Versus, God damn, when will this nigga leave? I don't want to be that person. I will leave immediately. You but know what's funny? You, There's a nigga that I, I feel I the vibe for that exact reason. If I feel the I, vibes are off, I ooh. will go home. If the vibes don't even have to be off, if I feel like in my heart I've overstayed my welcome, I'm leaving. And when I but think that's, about but it, but my that's the vibes home, off. But, but that's the vibes <laughs> are off to me. Like, fam, I'm over here looking like, God damn, like I meant, uh, sure need to been over for. How if I start like like watch you know clock watching and like damn how long you nigga go I will make up an excuse to leave my own house so you gotta go too <laughs> no <laughs> nigga hey I need I I got things I gotta get going so uh what you finna Fam, do 
Code never red. Fails. Code red. Like, hey, bro, I got, like, I'm about to get out of here. I got to go see my mom. Whatever, whatever. Or like, I have, I have somebody call me. Like, hey, call me. Well, from the emergency, I'm gonna put you on speaker. I'm gonna put totally you so she to call me. But that's also Look. the thing. Like, I don't. I never. And you're absolutely right. I know what it feels like. Remember that one day got cut off because he never knew when to go home. He never like you were like. I understand my apartment is very cozy, but the nigga never wanted to leave me alone. I'm. I can't live like this. Like you gotta go. Hey, like, and, tr- and, and, tr- and truth be, and truth be told, your apartment ain't that cozy to be to want to be there without the nigga who lives in the apartment. To be honest, like, like it's the, not that you cozy. know what pissed me off? Because we were cool. We were really cool, right? I had to get up for work. I went to work. By the time I came back, he was still in my apartment. So you spent eight. I, it pissed me off because you spent eight hours in my bed and I couldn't spend eight hours in my fucking bed. Oh, you got to get the fuck up. <laughs> I came through banging pot, <laughs> scraping my fucking stove. Get You got to get up, my nigga. Like, hell no. Nah, it pissed me off so bad. He ain't been back over here since. <laughs> hell no. Nah. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, listen. Absolutely again, not, friend. I will never overstay my welcome. I, I will make up a reason to leave. Hey, you know, you know some crazy shit. So what? One time. So I had so I had somebody. So somebody came over, and they came over on the day I was kind of like you know I was working from home, working remotely or whatever, or or they came on like on like, on like a lunch break or something. And so come over, we do what we do. And like, and like this person, you know what I'm saying? Like is, is, you know, I'm like, all right, I got to leave. I got to go, got to head back to work. You know what I'm saying? I got to go. And so, um, I leave and then like, I'm expecting her to kind of like be right behind me. And she's not I'm like, bitch, what you doing? Like you being sneaky. Right. <laughs> so my ass, I double back. I'm like. <laughs> turn right back around get right back to the block and like i want to make sure that she leaves my she leaves my place i'm like because uh, like you leave my neighborhood like go home <laughs> so then i go and pull right back in my space and and then she and then i think she saw me so she texted me like if you ain't trust me you could have just said that or like something something like that or you ain't trust me why why you why invite me over something like that Man, I was like, "Fam, I forgot." It's because you're still I, sitting outside of my house. What the fuck? Do you but, mean? I, but but you know you got you got like, fam, it wasn't even like that. I forgot something. I need to work. So I need a double bag. Like it wasn't even like that. <laughs> so I'm like, don't don't do no shit like that. And I like, I won't have to double back. Like I shouldn't have been able to double back, and you still been in a spot. Like you still been gone. The fuck wrong with you? Leave. That's fucking crazy. But yeah, I don't know, man. What are you? What are your thoughts on it? We got like three more episodes of Insecure Love. What are your thoughts? Like, it's a mid burger with cheese. It's a mid burger with cheese. They spend ten minutes on actual storyline and twenty minutes on aesthetics. Um, and I'm not that type of viewer. Like some some people love that shit. Some people love like there's not really telling you know authentic black american stories or like like this and that's why i fuck with, but i'm like i need shit to like shake so like if you have if you're only devoting 10 minutes to like storyline building and 20 minutes to like background shit and aesthetic you you that's not an efficient way to tell a story to me because that means you're either drawing out one storyline over the course of the entire season or you're rushing through multiple storylines that don't really make sense 
And in Insecure's case, they're drawing the fuck out of these storylines. Like, Molly and Issa was about to be for like four episodes. And we still don't know what Lawrence is going is to talk about. That's apparently the next episode. I'm, I like, really am curious. But I'm also very proud of Lawrence. He got his shit all the way together. All in even, like, listen, I think I about to move to Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's because I know. Lawrence, nigga, fuck wrong with you, nigga? Get the fuck out of here, man. I can't believe I just admitted that shit out loud. But like, I think Lawrence, you know, like he's moving on up. There's something getting ready to happen for him. And you know what? Like I said, the chaotic part of me would love for him and Issa to like give it another shot. But I would that's hate just that shit so much. I would hate that shit so much. <laughs> like, I'm, I will stop watching. Chaotic. I will stop watching. <laughs> like, I will stop. We will no longer have insecure reviews on this year podcast. I will stop watching that shit because it makes zero sense. Makes zero sense. But I will say this though: the timeline would go ablaze. If that nigga Lawrence took Issa back after Issa cheated on him, cool child. That timeline discussion would be epic. I will stay out of it because I personally have never taken anyone back who's cheated on me. Cause the fuck wrong with you? Uh, I have. I get, but I get. Oh, so like, I'm also a dumbass. So fair. I was like, I'm not a dumbass. I like, I'm I'm not nigga. I don't need to be desperate for a cheating ass woman when I can go find a non cheating ass woman right down the road. Math still matters. You know what? Mind. But also, I have different, very, very, very different views of monogamy. So I, there's certain that. things that aren't. Yes, there aren't certain things that are necessarily deal breakers. Other pussy doesn't scare me. But we'll, we'll we different day. Different topic. Again, we're talking about like expectations. Like if we if we're talking about a committed monogamous relationship, yes, other dick does scare me because bitch, that wasn't part of the rules that we set. <laughs> like I'm over here operating on one playbook, and you over here operating on a whole other playbook. No, what's wrong with you? No, the embarrassment is what we get you fucking pop. The fact that you fucked another woman doesn't bother me because I fuck other women. But the the did you sneak about it? Was this something we discussed? Was it within the boundaries that we discussed that this could happen in? I'm gonna have more questions because cheating to me isn't just you fucking somebody else. Like it's a little bit more to that for me. So the act of sex doesn't bother me. We all deserve that. But was it with the parameters that we agreed on? And forever is a very long time for me to believe that I'm the only bitch you're going to be fucking forever. Man, no. Side families made the world go around <laughs> once upon a time. So, some, hey, so, some, of your, money. <laughs> some of your grandmoms Granddaddy's money was a side was chick. Enough. Some of your okay. grandmoms was a side chick. The same. Like, Listen, y'all got seasoned hoes sitting in your living room. You need to tap in. <laughs> I will say, listen, I'll say this. Women... See, I, I, I peep game. I peep game. And, and a lot of women who will snake around this, they say they don't cheat, but they'll pick a fight and they break up for 48 hours and go fuck the nigga they wanted to cheat on with anyway. But y'all were technically broken up, so it's not cheating. You ain't slick. <laughs> you ain't slick at right. all. We, we, I, I see you. I see you. You ever wonder why? Listen. Women don't break up with you until they halfway in love with their next nigga. <laughs> Fuck you, Calvin. Why? Because I'm right, nigga. Because I'm right. Because That's listen, not if the you ever wonder, I've broken up with niggas. If, if, if you ever wonder what, how she dump you on a Monday, and she 
a whole new relationship by Sunday? Because that last three and a half months where you realized she wasn't tripping on shit, she was already in that relationship with that new nigga. She just ain't telling you yet. Like, women break up mentally way before they break up physically. Women will check out of a relationship six months prior before actually saying, like, I don't want to do this shit no more. In the moment, in the moment she stopped nagging you for the shit she been nagging you on, and she just say, fuck it, run. Run. Yeah, Listen, you're not wrong. Again, but here, again that's you me. hit me with the we need to talk. You hit me with the we need to talk. I'm going to... Listen, you hit me with the we need to talk. I'm just like, damn right we do. I've been thinking about some shit. We both gonna be we both gonna be nervous. What the fuck wrong with you? I've been thinking about some things. You know what? Me too. What are you three? Let's let's have a discussion. You gonna tell me what's going on? You gonna tell me what you You gonna tell me what you think uh, about? Were you? <laughs> Were <right>. you? <laughs> fuck? No, see, nigga. You know what you know what the argument is about to be about. I'm going in blind. That don't seem fair. I don't like that shit. It'd be making me anxious as fuck. Speaking of which, um, so I have the audacity, the unmitigated gall to be dating again, friend. Because, because you're a liar. That's why. I want to tell you this. I'm, you're a liar. Okay. How am I a liar? You have said on this, plot, this platform and this podcast multiple times over the past two months. How you don't, you're not looking for anything dating right, right now. I, you're just I chilling. You, you're you're minding your chilling. business. I'm not Literally ready. Literally minding my I'm business. Not, I'm not ready. I'm just, you know, I'm really Still focusing not. on me right now. I'm just doing what I'm doing. But, well, you know, I'm just doing whatever. You know, I'm just minding. I'm just chilling. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm, like I'm not ready to date. Don't be dating these niggas. I'm 43. Ain't that the area that I'm it? You liar. You fucking liar. All right. Are you finished? For now. Are you finished or are you done? For now, I, I, I hold my so, right to, can, to yeah. start back up and say some more bullshit. So, guys, hear me out. It's not even dating. It's more like I bagged a shorty and I kind of like how things go. And we would have had our first date by now had COVID not been a hoe. Sort of deal. Okay. So, I go to take Cocaine Cruise, aka Griselda Blanca. I go to drop her off um, this past week to get some service done. So she needed front rear front brakes, and I know that she needed a tune-up. You know, the regular shit. So I'm out here proud of myself. I'm adulting. I'm a strong, black, independent woman who don't need no man. You know, getting my car issues taken care of for myself. Feel me? No, but continue. And, <laughs> and I pull into the dealership, and I'm checking everything out, and I'm telling this woman, you know, also, I'm just spilling some oil on my engine. Like, can we make sure that everything is there? You know, burning off my engine, just make sure everything is, you know, what it needs to be. Yada, yada, yada. I knew I was not getting out of this deal, like out of this dealership without spending at least $600. I knew that. I was prepared for that. Okay. So anyway, but there's this guy and he's standing behind the woman that's helping me. And I'm seeing, noticing that he works for the dealership, right? So he was just like, oh, you're just taking your car in today for some service? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. Yada, yada, yada. So he was like, oh, have you ever thought about trading in your car? And I said, actually, I have, right? Because I've been talking about it. And I'm like, okay, it's getting a little flirty here. Like, I, the eye contact is prolonging. 
I'm finding myself smiling. Please tell me you ain't get finessed and bagged by a car salesman. Is that what I mean? I'm hearing that you got finessed and bagged by a car salesman. So I'm like, I'll take your card. And if I have any questions, I'll give you a call. Right? So I go to work. I'm having a great day. Fantabulous day. I just got paid. I dropped my car off. You know what I mean? I picked up. I had was on time. I got to grab some Starbucks. Your girl was having a decent time. All right. I get an email from the car dealership saying, hey, you've got other improvements that need to be done. Like, here's an update to your service. They find that the gas cap on my car completely gone. The gasket was missing. I got an oil change on Griselda April 4th, like right after my birthday. So she should have been fine. The gas pan was completely like it was starting to fall from the bottom of my car. Like there was oil everywhere all over my engine. So that has to be cleaned up. Long story really short, damn near $1,500 worth of work needed to be done on my car. Couldn't wait. Needs to be done right now. Right? So I'm livid. And then I thought about it. And I'm like, okay, we got it. We keep something in the safe so it's safe for for this kind of shit, right? And so I I have the money to pay for it. So in my head, I'm like, fuck it. We'll take the L. We'll pay for it. It's either now or never. You know what I mean? Now or later. But then it dawned on me. I just got the sales card of the guy who can potentially trade my car in. <laughs> so I give him a call. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I, you know, if I trade my car in, do I have to pay for my repair bill? And he was like, no. Well, we can take care of everything. You know, just come on in. Let's talk. Long story really short, friend. I almost bought a new car. <laughs> you almost or you did? If that, I did not. I almost bought a new car because the man selling it to me was fine. He is fine. So the, I almost got a 2019 Malibu. I didn't get it because I did not like the monthly payment. I did not. And that was jacked up because of the negative equity that I have on my car right, right because, now. Because so not only it was like, no. is your car, you know what I'm saying, you know, been on the streets and depreciated, they're also going to take $1,500 off of whatever work you did have because that was the amount of the repairs. Exactly. And they no longer make my car anymore. So cruises were stopped going into production last year. So there's my repair bills. Because all the hood shorties used to buy them aren't like in jail now. All right. Okay. Please. Please. Chill on me. Okay. Oh, I'm, so, okay. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know that you didn't know that cruises were the me, official okay? car of like the drug dealer's wife. I'm sorry. I didn't, I'm sorry you didn't know that. My apologies. No, I didn't. Ouch. Ouch. Okay. So anyway, so didn't get the car, but I did have my first Skype date with this new, um, with the man who almost sold it to me. He's pretty cool. Um. And he found my podcast. <laughs> so this is where it gets interesting. Well, okay. Because you either leave or be content, right? And I had that conversation with him. I had that conversation with him. And he was like, you know, don't fret. Uh, he was like, oh, I found your podcast. You guys are really funny, yada, yada, yada. But before he found the podcast, we had a conversation like, hey, my love life is typically a muse for me. I talk a lot about my love life on my podcast. Like, you're either going to be offended or find it great. 
right? He listened to it, told me he had a great laugh. We're amazing. And my, literally my heart sank. <laughs> like, is this real? Is this, is this understanding? I will, I will, <laughs> is this maturity? I will say this. There's been plenty of people who started off low in the podcast, but then they start liking you and realize they don't like you in a podcast too. We're just like, all right. Okay. We, like I you, mean, you, we, you, you know listen, for a fact, you, I, we both have been threatened multiple times by people who, who, who considered, who considered themselves liking us about what we say on the podcast. You know, and I, I've gotten cussed out. There was a, remember that month we got cussed out every week. I got cussed out every fucking week, though. Nah, niggas sent me like, no, nah, niggas sent me at 8 o'clock in the morning like, yo, son, that's what you want right now? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, so like, so Ugh. so enjoy, enjoy one of your boyfriends listening to the podcast now. May not last, but at least we got a new listener. We could always use some metrics. You know, thank you. But also, there's a, there's a kick. I know the kick. I was waiting for you to say I wasn't going to blow your spot up. That's a, I wasn't going to blow your spot up. You know, there's a sm- small thing I'm leaving out here, friend. <laughs> and I'm getting ready to get dragged. <laughs> Ooh, yes you are. I'm about to drag you. I'm going to drag you for every audience member who can't. He's Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Calvin, goddamn. (laughs) Okay, Calvin. You don't hear naming a nigga. You don't hear naming a nigga on the Jersey Shore. You know what? Don't do that. You don't hear naming Mike the situation. (laughs) Please don't do that. Oh, Jim Tan Long. Okay. Here. Go ahead and get it out. Cabin it's fine. Here. It's fine. Did, it's did fine. He, did he t- did, Are no, you done? No, I'm not done. Did he tell you he's going to eat you like a plate of spaghetti yet? Or is that, or that okay. safe for the second date? All right. Please, mind my, you're minding a lot of my business. I would know. I, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm going to slap you up like a plate of meatballs. <laughs> you know what? That's the, not, it's not the, funny. The, the, how, how many of his friends call him the Italian stallion? Oh, you could be the Italian stallion. None of them, because they got fucking sick. You could be the Italian Megan no, the Italian stallion. Oh my we're god. We're not doing that. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Calvin, that How is the Italian stallion? <laughs> oh, can we not? This is not. I need somebody to play no. big old anyway. freak mixed with the Godfather intro. <laughs> Gotta go. You're fucking. You need to do something. You're fucking a wise guy. <laughs> All right. All right, now I'm done. Go now ahead, I'm done. Calvin. I'm done now. You sure? I think so. I think I'm done. Okay, so he's really, he's really, really sweet. So far, so great. I really, I'm enjoying it. So far, so great. And I know the moment, like, it's like a jinx. It's an omen. It's like, there's going to be, like, I'm going to do something. And now you know what it is? I know what the jinx is. He's a Gemini. <laughs> and this is either going to go really, really great. Or like really, really Man. not because they're gonna be in. But you know what? I also I'm a Gemini rising, so we might be able to like figure. So, it out. so you we, don't, like, you, don't know, you don't know sports. There. So you don't know the concept of a heat check. No. So, so the concept of a heat check is basically what's a heat I'm, check. I'm gonna explain it to you. Like, did he got you? So basically, concept of a heat check is in basketball. Say somebody makes like a couple shots in a row, like LeBron scores like three buckets in a row. He's you know what I'm saying he's, he's feeling it. So the heat check is when someone who's made a couple shots in a row take a shot that they normally wouldn't take just to see if they're going to make it. So 
So, for example, a heat check in like terms that you would understand. So, remember after Beyonce made like single ladies and there was like that number one smash and she saw like she could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And then remember, like, the rest of the I Am Sasha Fierce album? Like, remember, like... Ah. Or, 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 yes. or, okay, put it like this. Okay, so... So, when remember when um Usher, you know, Usher was on his run. He had, like, you know, the Confessions album, all of that shit, all the hit singles, and then, like, the next album he came with, like, Trading Places... Oh yes. <laughs> like basically They didn't read Basically them. you just doing some shit because you hot right now, you just trying to see if you can get away. Like you know, like it's it's like it's like riding a hot hand and like you do you, you gamble, right? Okay. So yeah. so they call it on tilt and gambling. Well, I play spades, so, I don't gamble. So they call it on tilt and gambling. So you got a couple hot hands. Okay, for example, we'll we'll break it down to spades. So say you and your partner, you know what I'm saying, like you either winning or you, you lose like three hands in a row. So you down like 300. You, 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 you down like 80, 90 points. And you, you lost three hands in a row. Right. They, they didn't got their books. You, you, didn't got, you may have even got set. So you need to make up a big amount of points very quickly. So you decide, fuck it. We, we going blind six. You don't even look at the cards because you can't. You're just like, fuck it. We, we need six. We're going blind six. If we go blind six and get it, we get like 120. You know what I'm saying? We get an extra 100, whatever, whatever. Boop, boop, boop. You basically are going blind right now. You're just like, fuck it. You're going blind six. I'm going to date a white Italian Gemini. Fuck it. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick up the cards and read them after I committed to this shit. Fuck it. You are, you are going blind six. You are, going, you are doing a heat check. You are on tilt. You're Usher Raymond making trading places. You are a Beyonce making the I Am Sasha Fierce album. You are doing all those things. Yikes. Now, mind you, you don't, it doesn't always blow up. Like, you could make that shot. You could go blind six and hit it. You could, you could, you could bounce back from trading places like Climax and Daddy's Home. You could bounce back with self-title. You can, you can still win after doing a heat check. Just the heat check itself is a little ill-advised. Does that make sense? In a, I, yes, it makes sense, Calvin. It's really, it's just something to do. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just something to do because we're busting not... to do. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. No, it's just fun. Like, and it happened by chance. Chemistry so far is great. Like, we'll just see where it goes. Ain't nobody talking about marriage. It's I just, hope not. We in the, in the middle know? of a pandemic, girl. I, I will say, right. Ain't nobody I, I doing all that. And like, Getting married during the middle of a pandemic might be on brand for you. Not sure. Though. Might just be on brand. You know. Like fuck it, Calvin like please. fuck it, fuck it. Why not? Let's wild out, <laughs> Calvin. Please, I am reckless. I am not that reckless. Like, my, my, can I please have a little my bit? My question is: Will he understand why we why we need to have a very very theme shower for you? Like, will he understand why that's the theme? Actually, actually, I think he would. Uh, so he he wanted he wanted. I, think he I mean, would. they do say Italians are the black people, the white people. So I get it. So he got he got a little spice to him. <laughs> he got a little spice to him. He got a little. He got a little spice. Well, listen, he grew up in North College Hill, <laughs> so he's not white, but he's a white. Okay, don't do this. Don't do this. He wasn't one of them South Pole wearing white boys. Okay? Please don't like, tell me out here dating Don't do this. <laughs> oh shit! Yo, Calvin, please. <laughs> 
shit. <laughs> Calvin, please. And I ain't gonna lie. He gonna please. listen to this podcast and want to favor me. And I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna have to, I'm just gonna have to accept it because I'm like, I don't know, dude. So this is not personal, but these jokes are gonna get off. <laughs> oh no, we're getting these fucking jokes off. Like, period. So, and I honestly, listen, he's got, he is authentically white. He's a white boy. I am dating a, like, I don't know. Does he clap on the one and the three or the two and the four? He has rhythm, goddamn it. Calvin, please stop I'm checking the vibes. I'm trying to to understand, like, listen, for any person who wants to be involved with someone I care about, I got to check the vibes. You can't be with a nigga who claps on the one and the three. Yeah. No, Nipsey's his favorite rapper. Uh, but it's like it's, it's a balance helps. here. You can, we don't want someone who's like super, super duper white, but we also don't want someone who's like trying to be. You know, I just need, I need a balance. There's like a balance of like. No, he's not trying. No, no, no. I think it's authentic. Like I think this is truly just. I'm not, him. And I, like, and I, I, let me be clear. I recognize a black. Let me be clear. I'm not this saying that, that he is or he isn't. I'm just saying I have to ask these questions to gauge. Where on the spectrum of whiteness this man lands on, and and, 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 no, and I have to trust you that you wouldn't date no nigga who looks like Slim Jesus. I have to trust you on that one because if you were the type of woman who dated a nigga who looks like Slim Jesus, I would not be your friend. I am petrified to bring him around y'all, as you should be, because as you should be, because even even if he was black, you should be scared to bring bring him around y'all, bring him around us. We're not nice people. Oh, we're not nice people. Y'all aren't. Like, Y'all aren't nice people at all. And, if, and at as all. long as he can crack jokes and, and not go over the line, he'll be just fine. He will be just Girl. fine. He grows his own weed. I don't know if it helps his case or hurts. Like, he gave me... I don't know if it helps his case or hurts his case, to be honest. I know. I don't know if it does either. I don't know. But, like, he went to, like, got his... He's got a degree in weed. That's some white people shit, but continue. It's like, honestly, he gave me an edible that's kicking my ass right now, if we're being honest. But it's, listen, he's, I think, honestly, I think he's pretty cool. But my friends are not nice people. So I'm going to wait a very long time before I bring him around. I mean, around. you can't bring him around right now. And also, we're on the same page. You can't bring him around right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm screaming. And I can't bring... Bro, first of all, I can't bring new people around my friends, let alone a new white person around my friends. Y'all are... Bro, We're going to have to run his credit score. He would catch strays all night. I mean, we're going to we gonna have to run his credit score, nigga. Hey, nigga. <laughs> What's your credit score looking like? Co-sign this house. The nigga. Fuck <laughs> my friends are not nice people. Like, we really just are not nice people. I'm glad and you said alone, we, because you're also included in like you are not this patron saint we are not nice people i i am the patron saint of skanks I <laughs> you're not the patron am. saint of nice people you are an asshole just like me we are kindred spirits absolutely <laughs> but like they can imagine me saying all right guys i have a new guy there's a guest coming to dinner tonight and you can walk in and it's fucking I'm sitting on the couch with a white man. Y'all gonna really think I was getting stuck up, or that this was? I a will setup. say this though. Like, I, I, have I would be assume. Careful. I would assume two things. I, I would assume one that he is rich as hell because you wouldn't be with a white man otherwise, and B, <laughs> y'all might be able to eat the same foods because you have a, the spice tolerance of a white person anyway. So it works out that way. Boy, fuck you. He's like, first of all, he's like, babe, this is th- too hot. I'm like, I know, right? I had acid reflux developed by pregnancy. 
Leave me alone. And he have, and, <laughs> Leave me and he, alone. He might have asked a reflex to develop our culture. So, like, y'all even. <laughs> you know what? Don't do that. Like, acid re- you ain't land nice. on acid reflux. That's- acid reflux landed on you. <laughs> Calvin, shut up. But that's exactly how I feel. I didn't ask for this shit. <laughs> And y'all give me the jokes about why I have to reflect so much. I'm going to start a support group, bro. Like, you going to start the same support group for listen. black girls who can't braid, niggas who don't know how to play spades. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I am a black girl with acid reflux, goddamn. Niggas who can't play spades, black girls who can't braid, black girls who can't double dutch, niggas, niggas, who, niggas who ain't good at hoop. We just gonna start a, a, a support group for all the stereotypical fans that niggas are supposed to be good at that or not. We gonna masterclass it. Like, and and and, and, and you never know. Listen, I deserve. You better. may be able to sneak in the Italian Stein too if you just put him in a hoodie and you he, he light skin, y'all. He all light right. skin. He light skin. It's okay. He light skin. Just don't. No, <laughs> no, because y'all would fucking kill me. <laughs> y'all would fucking kill me. Woo. <laughs> <sighs> In all seriousness, all seriousness, jokes aside, all jokes aside, protect your heart. I wish you the best. Um, I wish you the best of luck. He know the vibes. He he. Okay, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not. No, no, no. I wish you the best. I wish you the best of luck in everything. And you can't even have a face to face date with this nigga yet because who's doing face to face dates in the middle of a pandemic? Like, and I know you, and I know you know better. Um, you might know better than to invite a strange white man to your home the first time around. I know you know better than that. Oh, absolutely. So, like, absolutely. these are all jokes. But these are all jokes, nigga. I, I would hope you're not. You know, you're taking things slow with any person you meet during the middle of a fucking global pandemic. Because, like, everything is weird right now. Everything is weird as shit, and it's like because everything's weird as fuck, nothing is really going by its normal standards and protocols. Days don't exist anymore. Weeks don't exist anymore. I felt like I blinked and it was March 13th and I blinked again. It's May 26th. Fridays don't even slap. Like, there's a lot of shit going on right now. So if you not are already in a committed relationship, I would not rush into one. Yeah, you're right. And on top of that, I wasn't ready for no relationship type shit before the pandemic, okay? So I'm definitely not jumping into anything right now. And you know what's wonderful? Him and I have already had that conversation. We're both You're not ready, ready for a relationship, but you're ready for I'm, a vanilla ice cream cone? You a wild motherfucker, boy. <laughs> all right, Calvin. You know you're what? You're trying to put some, you're trying to put I was going to argue with you tonight. <laughs> I'm going to like it. I'm, I'm going to save the other one. I'm going to save it for it's another okay. day. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, you sip your mocha latte, queen. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Listen. But statistically speaking, one of our friends really was going to was going to like date you. a white person or something. Statistically speaking, it's, it's a, in just the math and the numbers. Statistically, so it's okay as long as he knows, as long as he understands that you know the ally conversation we had earlier, and the fact that he understands he's going to catch these jokes, and the fact he does if he gives back jokes, he'll be fine. Lord. Lord Jesus. I'm getting into the question of the day, friend. Well, they ran for me. They ain't really give me shit. So I don't know what they gave you. They ain't give me shit. I don't niggas know. don't like me. Niggas, nigga, you are the star of the show. 
I am just, I am just your humble servant. Bit, ni- Give me a humble servant. Nigga, please. Do not fucking start. <laughs> I mean, we can skip question of the day today. I'm, I'm cool with that. Listen, long story short, because, I mean, no one really answered it. Like, you know what I mean? People, people kind of ran. I don't know if it's algorithm. I don't know if it's Instagram algorithm is fucking with me right now. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm blocked. I don't know. Who knows? But, yeah. <laughs> I was like, niggas was a fucking with me. <laughs> well, you know what, friend? You want to end this on a positive yes, note? Yes, 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 yes. After all the jokes and bullshit that we have given to you today, I will, I will leave you with this. Um, being black is a privilege, and it's, it's, it's being part of an amazing club. It's a dangerous club, you know. It's kind of it's like being a ninja or a power ranger. People might just shoot at you just because you're, you're part of the club. But it's also lit. Like, there's, you can't, we gatekeep our own culture. Like, you can't, like, if you're not black, you don't get black slant. You can, you may get pieces of it, but you don't understand the nuances. Right. You don't understand the backstory. You don't understand how we connect one meme to something totally different and then make another joke about a, a tweet that happened two and a half years ago. <laughs> Excuse me, years ago. And it's like, so it's lit. Um, and contrary to popular, con- contrary to popular belief, being black is not exhausting. Being black is amazing. It's everything else that's exhausting. It's it's over and and su- it's overt racism. It's, it's, it's subconscious racism. Systemic racism. It's, it's medical race. It's all of this other stuff that happens to us. It's exhausting. Um, and we're still here. We're still here. We're still thriving. Maybe we shouldn't have integrated. Maybe we should have just stayed separate but equal. But we're here now, and you and no matter what you do. No matter what you try, you can't get rid of us. We're still here. We're thriving. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be unapologetically black, even though I hate that catchphrase, but it's true. We're going to be unapologetically black in your faces. Like, black joy is a source of activism. Like, and if I let this bullshit continue to get me down to the point where I don't feel like being excited about the accomplishments that me, my brothers and sisters accomplished, they've already won. So even though every day I get reminded that I can die just because I'm black, I still wake up every day, God willing, and do the best I can to, 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 to show everybody that I will be successful because I'm black. I think that's all how I'm going to leave it. Y'all stay safe. And love on yours just a little bit harder tonight. It's your girl, Allie. Boise Diddy, wash your hands, pay your taxes, peace. Peace. Baby, I'm a toy. I'm gonna stop my spot. You caught a vibe. Shooting shots. Why not? Tell me to thank you.